With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Unlock the best of the world with Trafalgar. Book your next vacation with up to 15% off top-selling tours and explore trending worldwide destinations like Portugal, Egypt, Japan, and Italy while enjoying one-of-a-kind experiences along the way. To unlock savings, contact your travel advisor today. Call Trafalgar at 866-513-1995 or visit trafalgar.com slash deals. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash deals. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. Tonight being joined by Kevin Graham and Brian Degning for the first competitive match under Ange Postacoglu. You're, you're looking at that 1-1 result, Kevin, and you think we might even have got more out of that game. 
I think it's a story of three mistakes. Uh, Beaton getting sent off, mm-hmm. Eddie missing the one-on-one to put us 2 nothing up, and then Barkas deciding to look like he was trying to play a game of tackle with a toddler and just putting his hand, put his, then the hokey-cokey, put his hands in and his hands out. Eh? Uh, other than that, there was a lot to be positive about. Um, mm-hmm. I think in the second half their goals sucked the life out of us but I think you also saw the lack of fitness and we sort of reverted back to last season we were a wee bit more tentative after it went to one each but it's a cup tie um, it's a cup tie we've got another leg next week we take what it is but there was a, there was a, quite a few things to be positives with the night and I think Poster Coglu will take the positives as well there's nothing you can actually do about the individual errors that's cost us not getting a decent result well, you, you've mentioned Poster Coglu. I'm going to come to you, Brian. That's the first positive for me. This is the first real test. We've seen him in competitive action for the first time. Big decisions to be made before the game, during the game. I think he's come through uh, with a lot of plaudits coming his way. Listen, if, you'd have took, if, if someone had offered you a draw before the game, you would have taken it. There's no doubt you would have taken it tonight, given the circumstances. We feared the worst. And actually, I think we were the better team. I think he was right. I think you saw, you know, the last 10 minutes or so, you, they, they played out a bit, sort of lack of fitness a wee bit, which again, given the circumstances to be expected. Um, also, Beaton had a shocker in the first half. Barclays mm. was doing all right until he he done his calamity chain routine and, and ran away when the ball was coming towards him, um, which is not what you need for, for a, a keeper. Um but again, there's loads of positives. Again, Stevie Welsh, I thought, I know he gave away the, the tackle for the goal, but in general, I thought he was very good. I thought Dean Murray looked, looked good when he came on, looked assured. I thought the midfield, Sorrow, McGregor and Turnbull linked up well. Eddie put in a shift. Um, Christie, again, I thought he put himself about second half, done well, didn't do anything wrong. Um, Ralston and Taylor are interesting because you can tell they've got such good attitudes. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're trying so hard, but I think where where they don't fit into this team, and bear in mind this is an Angie Postacogler team, so the way he plays is what's going to be successful this season. With the fullbacks coming in in midfield a lot of time, they need to be quick a thought. So touch pass, touch pass, and Ralston and Taylor don't have that in their tank. I don't think they need a bit of time to think it through, and and I think that's where they, they fell down. But they didn't really do anything wrong. I just think, you know, I, I, and if something that's something been a pattern as we spoke about, better players in key positions in that mm-hmm. system, we've nothing to worry about. But again, I, th- I think we deserve to win. I think we were unlucky. Um, if Barkas and he sold the jersey for the goal, we're a, we're a win. But again, if you'd have took, if you'd have offered me one mil, one one before the game started, I'd have probably took it given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. David Kelly comes in via YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube and you haven't done so already, we're only 12 subscribers short of the magical 13K. Um, get subscribing. You'll be in a free prize draw every single month for big, big prizes. Uh, David Kelly, a lot better than expected. We will improve if we sign players. We are clearly fitter and better organised at the minimum. So picking up on a couple of the points that you've said, what I would say 
Brian about Ralston is I think he realises his limitations and he gives the ball to the ball players. You've seen it all night. He was giving the ball to Ryan Christie. He was giving the ball to Abada in the first half. The thing with Taylor is he tries to get the ball across and his distribution is pretty poor. But it's like you say, if you're going to be playing high-tempo uh, football, they need an extra touch, Ralston and Taylor. They don't have the natural uh, ability to attack in that sense. So absolutely. But, you know, it's a small criticism, really, when you look at the, the entire night. And I think 98 minutes... Kevin, for, you know, you, you used three examples of mistakes. I think the two big errors really were Beaton and Barkas. And in a 98-minute minute game, for those two errors um, to be the reason why we're not coming away for, with a victory, what I would say is we didn't capitulate. Yeah, there was a period after the equalised, Kevin, where it looked as though it took the, the wind out of our sails, but we regrouped after that. You know, and you're looking at the centre, uh, the central defensive area, Welsh, dominant in the tackle, dominant in the air. He talked young Murray through that game when he came on as a sub. Um, so plenty to be enthused about. And, you know, it wouldn't actually surprise me, Kevin, if we nicked a win away from home. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me either because I think the two sides are much on a level. But mm. we, but we, if we were up fully playing Angeball and had... a steady 40 days, 140 days under Postacoglu, then I think we would be a, a better side than Michelin, but we're not. We'll have to take on board where we are, and you have to take on board tonight. I, I, I'm still saying there's three mistakes. I still think Eddie should have scored that. that, that that's a chance to put us What's a ball? What's well, a ball by Christie? It was a great ball by Christie. Towards the end of that setting half, I just thought we reverted to last season's type. But then again, there was a lot of guys on that pitch who have missed a lot of pre-season training, haven't had many games time, so we reverted back to more cautious. Again, that could be the nature of the tie. It's no way goals, one each. Well, here we go. We'll go next week and attack them. Let's see what happens. Bring it on. We might get put out, we might go through. Who cares as long as... As long as we go out and give it a go, and I thought, and what I saw in the first half, I'll be quite quite happy to go go across there and give it a go. Yes, we can talk about Ralston Taylor, Welsh Murray, and all of that, but we can only talk about them tonight. Whether they'll be in the side by the time we get to the end of August is a complete and utter different story. But we're going to be relying on the lads next week to go in there and do as a job. And for what I've seen tonight, bring it on. Let's see if they can do it. Absolutely. Kevin McIlvanny comes in. Welsh played brilliantly. I think he did, actually. And James reckons that he was a man of the match. Um, to be honest with you, when McGregor was named man of the match, Brian, I wasn't surprised. I mean, he was all over the park. I thought him and Christie uh, were omnipresent. Whenever Celtic were attacking, they were there. And in defence as well. And I don't know how long Christie's going to be um, sticking around. We've seen performances from him in the past where he's been very, very good. Um, but sometimes followed up by some really poor performances. But he might be one of these guys that's going to have a new lease of life until such times that his Celtic career comes to an end. It was good to see. I thought the attitude was brilliant from Christy tonight. Attitude was spot on. I said it earlier when, um, when Abada scored the goal, his reaction was top class, Christy. That wasn't the guy that wanted to leave. That was a guy that was, was determined to win. Um, and I agree with uh, Forever and Ever Celtic there coming up. I thought he was excellent tonight. I thought he kept it simple as well. I, he, he didn't try any Christmas. There wasn't that sort of selfish go for headline stuff. I thought he put a real shift. But on your point about Callum McGregor, um, 
Yeah, they probably make me Welsh man in the match. Maybe even Turnbull actually, because I thought Turnbull was um, some of his balls were, were genius. That's a that's a real a real clever footballer we've got, and I, I don't think we realise how good a player we've got under Turnbull. But sorry, McGregor, um, he looked like the player he was under Rogers. You know, he was he was box to box. He was all over the park. He was, his technique's excellent. He was strong, and actually tonight I thought he was a bit more vocal than normal. And I don't know if that's the reaction to the, getting the captain's armband or not, but yeah, I see. Look, so many positives to take. I thought Postecoglou was very clever. Actually, I thought we looked really good with down to ten men. I'll be honest. I, I thought, you know, I didn't. I wasn't scared for this. Um, but yeah, in general, very pleased. And, and I'm not upset. Can't be get man in match because again, I, I did think he was excellent. I think Sorrow should have got it. I thought Sorrow was excellent. Yeah, I, 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 I really did. I thought Sorrow was was everywhere. It's what you want in that sort of pivot role. Uh, he had the energy. He was trying to drive forward. We just lacked fitness in that second half, and I think that's the bottom line. There's three mistakes and a lack of fitness, but that's where we are, and that's where we are just now. And you, you've got you've got to take that. You've got to take that on board and not keep on going on about oh that would be the worst team, the worst European side will face will face this season. It might not be. Who knows? But we just need to. I mean, I'm sure that, that's the worst shape Celtic are going to be in this season as well, though, Kev. Definitely. That is the worst shape we're going to be in this season. I'm 100% Paul. Even in a week's time, we'll be in a better shape than what we are tonight. So, by the way, they were not a bad side. They, I know that they, they, I think we made them look worse than they were. I thought they were big, they were strong, they were organised. Um, I thought the fullbacks were good. Well, actually, the, the Bologna was good, the other boy was not so great. But uh, they were not a bad side, actually, either. And I think we made them look quite ordinary at times, and I think that's credit to us as well. How good was it to to hear that energy, almost feel that energy again, Kevin, with the 9,000 in the stadium? You could feel it. It was tremendous to, to see them uh, back. It's great. I can't wait to get back myself. Eh? Hopefully I'll maybe be there at the weekend if my name comes out the ballot and depending on how many of the Scottish government are going to allow us in against West Ham, eh? uh, ho- hopefully I'm back there. And it's just good. Just the, Even like when you go into the last five minutes, that roar it went up to go keep on going. When we got the corner kick with two minutes by the end of the roar, it went up as well. And that was something that was missing all eh, that, that that's something that was missing missing all, all last season as well. I mean, Mitchell and I, they, they done well last season in the Champions League, and they've got a new manager who looks like an excitable accountant on a on a stag night. But but we need to we should be beating teams for Denmark, and I'm not saying that as being arrogant or anything like that. With the budget that we've got, this we we should be going through. But where we are means that the tie's still 50-50, and I'm still happy it's 50-50. Yeah. Over the now, moon, it's still 50-50. No, absolutely. I mean, see, when, when Beaton was sent off, and we're going to have to talk about Beaton as well, you know, you're looking at that thinking we really could crumble at that stage. James Ritchie comes in again on YouTube to say, why sign a centre-back and then not play him and play a guy out of position to then get sent off? So that leads us nicely, or, or maybe not nicely, onto near Beaton. Why sign a centre-back? I think... You know, looking at that particular signing, young player coming in from Sheffield Wednesday, Brian Urigidi, it looks like a legacy signing. He's obviously been part of our own recruitment process for some time. He's come in. I just don't think that in the preseason games he's shown enough that if you've got a fit, because it's easy with hindsight to say, oh, we should never have started beat on. I think at the beginning of the game, we were talking about 
you know, the benefits he's starting beat on. The fact that he's got eight years in the tank as a Celtic player and is really internationalist, bags of experience in European competition. I don't think it was a wrong decision to play him. Um, but where does this leave near Beaton and his Celtic career under Ange, in your opinion, Brian? I mean, I should faith for them to start. And I say, I, I, I said at half time, I don't think he gave a good account of himself at all. I, I don't think he, he was the right choice. Um, I would have still have played Dave Murray. I mean, there's going to be a few no alls out there that are going to tell me that Dave Murray's a player playing out of position, but he's also 18. So how much of a position does he really have? That's the same Drogba. He's playing a position as a striker because he was an 18-year-old right-back. So he got you some, some focus for that as well. Mm-hmm. Very giddy for me would have been a, a, a disaster tonight. And I hope the boy plays me wrong. And I'm not judging him too harshly. I maybe am at this stage, but you could never have played him instead of beat on tonight. He's not showed anything in pre-season to suggest he should, should have started against ahead of any defender we've got at the club. Um, so I understand the decision to start beat on. I thought, you know, again, listen, I'm not related to Dane Murray, by the way, and he's not paying me any money. I just think he looks solid. But I thought when he came on, he, he looked more composed than beat on did, and beat on's supposed to be the, the experience. And also, uh, the, one more thing about this switching position thing beat on's played centre half for Celtic for about the past five years, I'm pretty sure. I don't even remember the last time he played centre mid, so he's a centre half now. He might have been a, a, a centre mid in the past, a centre half. The same way Ayer was a centre-half when he left and he wasn't a centre-mid either. So I, I think that's a false narrative. I think Kevin would agree with that. Kevin Graham, you've been saying that for some time. Beat on, centre-half. He is a centre-half. He's been a centre-half for probably more years at Celtic than what he has been a centre-midfielder. Uh, I noticed some folk at half-time saying that they, they should get him on a Russell Boyce bus and drive him away for the club. I wouldn't even put him on a bus. I would make him walk uh, after what he'd done the night. Um, I'm probably more annoyed at beat on than than what I'm at uh, Barkey. Because it's stupidity over incompetence. Aye. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Aye. And I mean, they'll, they'll be having a, they'll, they will be having in the dressing room at the moment. They will be having an inquest at that goal. And if you if you can rewind further, you can say, was it a free kick? I thought Welsh won the ball fair and square. Sorry, I, thought Welsh, I thought Welsh won the ball fair and square. Will, mm-hmm. he learn, will he learn from that? Hopefully that you can't dive in when a referee's a bit whistle happy. Um, one of the big things that I, I was disappointed about was as soon as they got the man sent off, I wish we still had a battle on the field. I'm going, well, this, this game has now swung back into a favour. Absolutely. I said, I, I wished he was still on the field. But it's one each, fairly happy. I'm no, I'm no bothered if that's a lower expectations. I'm, I'm not fairly happy. It was a decent side. We, we can't be, I, I think I did sound a bit arrogant earlier on when I says we should be beating the side that finished second in the Danish league. So we can't be too arrogant where we are after the season that we've had. We can't expect anything. We can't expect teams to roll over. So it's half time in the tie. It's one each. And I think I've seen enough that we could actually go across there and give a, 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 an extremely decent go next Wednesday night. You're getting more positive as the bulletin goes on, Kevin Graham. Brian Walsh, you're commenting on YouTube. If you haven't done so already, Brian, get subscribing onto the channel. We've got a platinum disc. It's the Verve's Urban Hymns, beautifully framed. You might win it because you'll be in the prize draw. It would be easy to forget Abada's contribution. Let's talk a wee bit about Lil Abada. Brian, 
very impressive debut. We said that, you know, he was the wild card for want of a better expression. Throw him in there, 19 years of age, and I thought he was brilliant. I really did. No, 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 bad. Uh, yeah, I thought it was excellent. Um, uh, I thought it was a really good performance. And just on Brian Welsh's comment there, I think I think he could probably play the flank. Same with James Forrest. I think I actually really like Forrest in the left because I think cutting in and shooting is is key for him. But I think they can they can switch between. Um, but yeah, he's so exciting, and his positional sense was excellent. He was making some really clever runs, making space, and Ralston, God bless him, couldn't quite pick out some of the runs but I think his link up play considering he's only been in the training for about six days or something seven days I mean I think it showed real real promise and if we get a settled mm. over the next the, the next coming weeks I, I think we've got a real a real player there and I know look, we're getting excited because it was his, his first game in his 45 or, or 35 minutes whatever it was but yeah I think there's real potential there he's really excited to play and, and I'm excited to see you know, moving forward, what he does, and and like Kev Touchstone, I have absolutely unlike maybe today where there was some trepidation about the tie. I have zero trepidation going into next week's because we'll be a, a week fitter, a week more organised, and and answer any questions they had about starting eleven would have probably been answered tonight. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think we've anything to fear going into the next game. No, I'd agree with that. Uh, Stephen Pearson comes in uh, on YouTube. Barcast will never be the answer. Kevin, when that ball was uh, whipped in, all he had to do was get a strong hand on it. You know, we weren't expecting him to pluck it out the sky, even though that was doable as well. Just get a hand on it. Just, you know, punch it away. Um, last season, there was massive issues with the goalkeeper position. It started off with us not getting the, the first goalie of choice. Uh, by which time, we'd already let Craig Gordon go. And it just went from bad to worse. We had three goalkeepers all getting a shot at the number one jersey. We start this season off. Ange puts his faith in Barkas. Here's a question for you, Kevin Graham. What do you do for the return leg with Barkas? He plays. He's the most experienced goalkeeper that we've got. He suits Postacoglu's style. And until you get a better goalkeeper who suits Postacoglu, this week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Coglu's style, he plays. And everybody's shouting for Bain or Hazard to come in. Uh, can you tell me if they're going to do any better? I don't think so. Barkas is an international experienced goalkeeper with massive faults. As I say, Posta is going to have a week. They'll be discussing that in the dressing room tomorrow, what went on. I, wa- I want to see it again. Um, it could be that the one of the young lads jumped in front of him, but it is a massive mistake for the goalkeeper, but he'll know that. Barkas will know that. But again, if you're looking for an extreme positive with Barkas, he didn't let it, he didn't let it get him down. He still came out and got the ball. He still played from the back. He still, he still stuck to the what is going to be the Postacoglu style. And, he plays next week. I'm sorry for everybody shouting for him to be hung, drawn and quartered, but he does make next week. One of the other things is he didn't have a safety make again tonight. 
all, all, the, all the stuff that we talk about, he didn't have a safe, safe to make again tonight. And that maybe that's one of the things that makes people not rate him either, apart from his mistake this evening, as the fact is we didn't care if he's a good goalkeeper or not. We just, we we're just focusing on the mistakes. He's never made that match one and safe for us yet. No. Brian, are you in the same uh, boat as Kevin when it comes to Barkas? Would it be um, basically history repeating itself if we start uh, chopping and changing the goalkeeper's position this early in the season again? Look, I think I don't think Barkas is the answer long term. I think that I think he's a pure shot stopper. I think I don't think he inspires a lot of confidence. But what he does do out of the three keepers we have is he fits Postecoglou's system the best of the three. But the thing about it is, if you're playing a Postecoglou's playing a certain type of football, and he needs certain players to fit that. So if you get Bain the back whose distribution isn't great. He's not going to fit that, so you're going to give away more opportunities for the opponents to attack. Hazard doesn't suit that style of play. Now, is it the way I would play a keeper? No, I'd have a shortstopper first. But Andrew Postacoglu doesn't play like that. He needs a sweeper keeper. He needs a player, a keeper that can play with the ball at his feet. Mm-hmm. And Barkas is the only keeper we have in the squad that can do that. Is a great keeper? No, in my opinion. Is he a long-term answer? No, in my opinion. Is he the best keeper to start next week? Yes, because there's no other option. And that's just the reality of it is. If you think of teams and how they play, we could have a, a we could sign a, a, a poacher for Spain, right? That sits up front, doesn't leave the box, just stays there. And we go, we've got a goal scorer, we're fine. But he doesn't fit any of the post the plays because he needs a striker to be mobile, drop deep, work hard, tackle, win the ball back, pass it to these players. So just having a player in a position that isn't good enough. You can't just have a good keeper or a good striker or a good fullback. It has to be appropriate to the team they're playing in or it's a waste of time. And Barkas fits the Postacoglu mould. How, how many... How, sorry, Brian. I thought you had finished there. Sorry, mate. Uh, what, what's the, how many times have we heard the saying square pegs and round holes? And if folk are shouting for certain goalkeepers who weren't interested in coming back to us last season to come in there because he is a fantastic shot stopper, then it's a square peg in a round hole. So, I, I, and that is not going to happen under Postacoglu. I've actually seen enough of Postacoglu to know that he won't be interested in bringing back Fraser Foster because Fraser Foster does not fit into the way Postacoglu wants to play football. I'm going to talk, we've got to talk a wee bit more about Postacoglu because, uh, you know, at the beginning of the night, Brian, you quite rightly said if, he, if he's able to negotiate us through this tie, then it says loads about his ability as a manager. We, we watched every nuance of his performance as a manager tonight, um, even when we score the goal and he's celebrating with his backroom team. It's so refreshing, something as simple as that, something that we've been missing for so long as Celtic supporters. Um, and there's the buy-in, the buy-in of the players. You've seen Ryan Christie, he ran all night tonight. I thought he had an excellent game, Ryan Christie. Callum McGregor playing the captain's the captain's role, uh, young Welsh at the back, you know, he was dominant. But, you know, what we've got to do before I, I go into a, a little bit more of the negative uh, aspect of tonight is we've got to give Ange Postogoglu credit. I, I know we're only 50% away through this tie, Brian, but let's go back to what you were saying at the beginning of the game and how impressed you would be if we were able to negotiate this tie. How impressed are you at this stage? I'm very impressed, and I think you've you got to consider... 
everything you look at with Celtic, there's, there's two ways. There's what Celtic should be doing and the position Celtic are in. So Celtic should be sending one of the class players. We should be winning these ties, blah, blah, blah. But the position we're in is we've got a manager who's been in 40 days, right? In that time, look at the reaction he's got for those players, both the youth and the experienced players there. Ryan Christie was excellent tonight. Mm-hmm. That was a buy-in in the manager. He didn't do the things Ryan Christie does. He done the things Boss called they wanted him to do. Eddie, I thought Eddie run the other place. I thought that's the most motivated I've saw Eddie for a long time. Dave Murray I spoke about. I thought Stephen Mills looked calm, composed. Ralston and Taylor, although limited, played very, very well. Turnbull looks as if he's up to his game, he's tackling, stuff like that. That's all down to the manager. Now, if he can implement that in 40 days, what can he do in 40 months? There's so much potential in that team, and you saw some of the link-up play in some of the things, but it, you're just waiting for that moment where it all clicks. And it might take a bit of time, but I, I think he should be... He'd be furious at Beaton. He'd probably be disappointed in Barkas or yeah. Barney, as he calls him. But the reality is, we're very much in this tie. And I think, based on what I saw tonight, we should win next uh, on next week. I, I, I hope you're. I hope you're right, Brian. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. I think that's going to post the Coglu and and say in that limited time what he's done. Hey, hats off to the man. I think Brian makes a, a very good point there. It's not about it's not even about next week. It's about where we're sitting in forty months time. It's not about next week. Next week is still maybe too soon in Postacoglu's journey. But it's for forty months, four years time, are we going to look back and say appointing Ange Postacoglu was the right thing for this football club? And it might go pear shaped next week. It could, but Postacoglu will have learned something tonight. The players will have learned something tonight. And also, I'm sure, post- I mean, obviously we haven't seen the the, the, the post-match stuff, but I'm mm. sure Postacoglu looks a lot more brighter than what he did post-match on, against Preston. I'm sure he yeah, does. I think he will. You know, the, the big thing, Kev, you, you said there about Barkas throwing right back in. I mean, in, in itself, it's man management, isn't it? Yeah, you've let us down, but there's a chance to redeem yourself, go and play uh, and maybe make that match-winning save uh, that gets us through this tie. The other thing I was going to say, though, right, is uh, obviously I've just been watching again the, the Beaton incident. Uh, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous by Beaton. He was off the park for 10 minutes when he got his head knock. Uh, I just wish we'd taken him off at that point as a precaution. Uh, however, further than that, deeper than that, um, we were talking earlier on today about Aya leaving the club to go to Brentford. Um, and obviously... You know, the Carl Starfelt deal. Is that one of the deals that Postacoglu was a bit agitated about, Kevin? Is, you know, the, the club could have acted quicker because let, let's be honest here, one one additional signing and that signing being someone of the stature of a Carl Starfelt in that Celtic side tonight makes a big difference. And this is where a wee bit of the negative comes in here. We spoke about being underprepared for this game. Um, the fact that we went out there and extracted such a good performance from that group of players is all credit to, to Ange Postacoglu. But had we gone into it with the big signing at centre-half, Kev, then you know we might have been looking at a completely different outcome. And again, it doesn't seem as though we learn our lessons from dragging our heels when it comes to getting the bodies in. 
there's massive legacy issues here that we're dealing with. Legacy issues, and you add the extra COVID issues on top of that as well. It just makes us seem like a slow-moving sloth when it comes to transfer dealings. I mean, somebody commented earlier on, and I apologise, but I'm not going to steal your fact, is Greg Taylor was the most experienced in that back four tonight. Mm. Whose mess is that? That's not Postacoglu's mess. <laughs> He's inherited that. Um, it's not even. It's not even last season's mess, Kev. No, it's, it, it's beyond it, that. Uh, it, it's beyond. It's poor. It's poor planning. It's small club mentality that that were like that. But when you look at that back four, you can't say any of the back four let us down this evening. You can question all you want what they'll what they'll contribute to Celtic in the future. But we can only look back on those ninety minutes and say, well, none of them actually let us down this evening. Um, when you're talking about Starfelt, would I mean I'm sure Welsh and uh, Murray have played together before, so maybe bringing in Starfelt might uh, upset that balance. And but who knows? We, we, we can't. For me, we can't comment. It's, it looks like Starfelt is going to be a, a, a Celtic player in the very near future, but it's not going to be next week. The decision that Poster Coglu's got to make next week is: does he play Welsh and? Uh, Murray again at the weekend against West Ham or does he give Uruguide another 90 minutes to prove himself that's a decision Poster Coglu's got in front of him and Starfell and whoever the right back's going to be and whoever else is going to come in that's for the future but the, right now Poster Coglu has got a decision to make who starts in the centre defence next week I'll ask you who starts Kev because at this stage after what I've just seen in Murray for me as young as they are, and Russell uh, points out that the average age of that defence was 21, as young as they were, I would still feel more confident with Murray from what I've seen than I would with Uruguiri. I just find them clumsy at this stage. I think that the inexperience shows because he tries to win every single ball. Sometimes when the ball's not there to be won. So personally, I would go um, with a 21-year-old and 18-year-old. I, I would go for Welsh and Murray. What's your, what's your take on it, Kev? I don't think Murray let, let, let us down this evening. Um, so again, you have to go with that. I must admit, uh, I'm getting a bit put off there because Boyce's avatar is a bit flock of seagulls. Eh? It's a bit. It's got the big 1980s hair, uh, an echo in the bunnymen reject there. No, I, I would go with the same. I would go with the same back. Harsh. A little bit harsh. No, nice, no, nice jacket. No, a nice jacket. I wasn't slagging him. I was just saying that was that was. I was kind of taken aback with us for the eighties. That remember. Just prepare yourself for the incoming on WhatsApp group, Brian. <laughs> I, uh, I think I think Russell makes a good point here because it goes back to what Kev was saying uh, around the goalkeeper not being. Foster, when they were talking about Foster not being an Ange Postecoglou type goalie, and the fact Barkas is. When you've got a fixed um, idea in your mind of how the team is and, and how every individual has to perform, when you've got such an inexperienced defence, as Russell points out, um, would you not uh, you know, throw in somebody that's maybe not 100% that type of player that you want? We've seen it with Brendan Rodgers. You know, he thought that the goalkeeper he wanted was Doris De Vries. Right, that's what he thought, and he was trying to sell the fact that it was De Vries. It was never De Vries. 
I mean, we've seen him. Uh, he was never going to be a Celtic goalkeeper. But Rodgers was convinced that he was going to be the Celtic goalkeeper in Brendan Rodgers' team. Um, I think at this stage, if I got an opportunity, and it doesn't have to be Foster, to be quite honest, I'm, you know, I'm getting a bit tired of hearing about him every single time there's a transfer window. Uh, but if I get the opportunity of a goalkeeper who can command that area, Brian, I'd be all over that, regardless of whether or not he can play a sweeper-keeper. The issue with that is, uh, what do you say? So you want, you want the best of both worlds. So say you've got a keeper that can kind of play the ball out, but he can save all the shots. What's going to happen then? It means you're going to have to put the ball long. Is that how Andy Postacoglu's team is going to play? Is that going to benefit the midfield or the attackers if you're constantly playing long balls? Well, no. So what's going to happen is the opponent's going to get possession and he's going to come back and the keeper's going to be making all sorts of stops. The fact is, you need to. It's a balance. So, Barkas isn't the answer, right? That's clear. Fraser Foster's not the answer. So, Barkas can play the superkeeper, but he can't save a shot. For, uh, Foster can play the uh, shortstopper, but he can't play superkeeper. So, there's no point in having him either. They're both the wrong option. You mm. need someone in the middle that can do equally as much, because otherwise, what's the point? If you're looking at players that fit a system, you can't have 10 outfield players play a system, sorry, 9 outfield players play a system, and one that doesn't. Because it falls apart. If you've not got a, if you a winger that doesn't want to run anywhere, or can he cross, he's not going to fit in the system, whether he's a good player or no. It's the same with the keeper. Foster, great keeper, love him. But he can't play the ball out for the back that the Andrew Post is going to want him to do. So if you sign him, he's probably not going to play anyway. Are they going to have to change the system and then does that mm. become detrimental? Uh, you can't the other side yet because you can't stop the ball. You can't shoot <laughs> the ball. Yep. Absolutely. Out of the two of them, yeah, you prefer somebody that can stop the ball. But then that leads to more problems because then the team kind of build up. So you, you, go, you, you need to put a keeper that's in the middle of that that can do both because otherwise you're going to have both of the problems. You're going to have Barkas that can play well but can't stop the goals going in. You're going to have Forrester who can stop the goals going in maybe but then the team's not playing well. You've got to find the middle ground there otherwise it's yeah. a waste of time. Now Kevin's been given access to the magic mouse Brian so he's uh, causing a bit of mischief by bringing up comments. Uh, Kevin I'll, I'll put, pass this one over to you from Jerry. Um, just that Jerry I mean I don't think anybody knew where Starfelt was but Jerry tells us that he's self-isolating in a hotel in the UK watching the game tonight he posted on Instagram so there you go so Starfelt is on his way to be a Celtic player I'm sure the, the Japanese guy's flying into London as well to start his quarantine over the, okay. over the next couple of uh, over the next couple of days so that's positives for the future and there's positives for the game next week as well and I'm sure Ange Postacoglu We'll, we'll find the positives, find the stories, and uh, what, what's going on, mate? Yeah, I, I'm not into the negativity tonight. I'm, I'm, I mean, it could all go pear shaped next week. It could, but when we look, but when we look at that tonight, I think there was enough there for us to be getting on with. Well, you two guys can talk about it tomorrow at 12.30 on the Bulletin. Um, two, almost two and a half thousand uh, live viewers on the Bulletin tonight, the post-match. Thank you all for getting involved. I was going to threaten to stay online until we smashed through the 13,000 subscriber barrier, but we've already done that. So thanks, everybody, for getting involved in that as well. You're all going to be in the, the prize draw on a monthly basis, not just this month. Every month, you're in the prize draw. We've got loads of signed, framed items, uh, many more 
are coming your way. You might even get one of these jerseys. These are becoming quite rare, selling out pretty fast. Kev, you got one yet? I haven't. No, I haven't bought a replica kit since two thousand and seven. Uh, so I'm, I might purchase one or I might wait on the next one Lawrence came through today to pick his up anyway thanks everybody for getting involved on Twitter, Facebook and on YouTube and also to Brian Degnan and Kevin Graham you can watch these guys tomorrow on the bulletin thanks for joining us on A Celtic State of Mind Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Social Podcast Network. Sports 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 Social Podcast Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.